0: Under the ivy-covered trees, across the illuminated path, beyond the Yard of Bone, lies the sanctum of cinema, games, and geek culture, and if one rolls naturally, with truth and without fear, they may enter the Order of the Midnight
1: Ruler. The die is cast. Welcome, fellow travelers to the Gaius Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Roller Podcast. We are your guides, Scully and Jameson. Today we're gonna to be discussing our favorite literature. Um but first a word from our sponsor. Do you have things in your house that need to be cleaned? Just
0: use bleach. You can dilute it and use it on absolutely everything. And I mean everything. <laughs> Not a sponsored video.
1: So, uh, yeah, uh, this week we're going to be giving a little love to some of our favorite novels or novellas. Uh, um, A couple that we're going to probably just discuss uh, amongst us that probably influenced the most. Or at least the ones that I have read the most on repeat. Uh, I particularly have three that I have probably read more than anything else.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do tend to revisit books and movies.
1: That's, that's that kind of how I am. It's I like, just love. They're it's like a comfort blanket when I need even video games. Yes, I'm the same way. Like when I really need something that feels comfortable, I'll go back to those. And these are definitely those books where I can just pick them up anytime and just enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Not that I can say that I enjoy their movie adaptations. Uh, maybe two out of the three. Well, two out of the three I do. <laughs> this is yeah, I mean, sometimes the movie adaptations of great literature isn't great. Some things just definitely
0: don't translate to film well. No, I mean most things. Some die. By... Some do,
1: but some really do not.
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of the stories by Lovecraft. We'll just throw that one out there. Do not translate to no, film. No, Cthulhu. The <laughs> color of space, though, was quite fantastic. Oh
1: man! Listen, it, we're not. That's not. That's not the subject of our podcast this week. But if you haven't seen the color of space, please go out and watch it. It's amazing. You have fourteen to, days to a month. Add it to your list no lights on by yourself preferably and just freak out for two hours
0: yeah um so just kind of starting off two of the I would say genres that really influenced me would be books on mythology and even the Grimm's fairy
1: tales ooh because well, I will say there are plenty of movies that those have been translated well to.
0: yeah mythology not so much not um I mean you have i think shows have done a better job
1: i would say that but i mean i would say the original clash of the Titans.
0: yeah that was that was very good um but i remember just when i was young mm-hmm. so like third through like sixth grade i would just get books on mythology because i found them so interesting mm-hmm. so the greek and roman pantheons the egyptian pantheons were really both of those were really the ones that i stuck to but even the classic fairy tales um oh, which are, are really way great. different
1: than what disney They're puts dark, out mm-hmm. which is probably why i like them that's when they came out with the brothers Grimm. i was like oh a darker version i could have seen them going a little bit more i would actually I like is a movie coming out right now it's like hans and gretel but like the other way around gretel, gretel, and, Hon- gretel and, and hansel hans. Yeah, and that's supposed to be, like, a horror or a dark retelling of the story. I would like an actual, like,
0: dark fairy tale. Well, Mm -hmm. um, like, Snow White, A Tale of Terror was closer. I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah, we did, because it had Sigourney Weaver in it as the witch. Yes. I mean, that's more what I would like to see in terms of cinematography, but that's what we're talking about today. That's what we're talking
1: about today. But generally, sometimes good literature and good cinema kind of go hand-in-hand. They in do hand go hand-in-hand. Hand hand. Hand. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, my first one, once so we're going classic first, I think the one book in school that my first English teacher that I can really remember giving me was The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas, And that one has stuck with me. Since I was a kid. And it's not particularly a kid's book. It is a book about. Revenge. And escaping from prison. On an island. But also it's about treasure. And like slipping into a city. And making your own. Making yourself into who you want to be. Which is probably why I love Rogue so much. Because he would. I would say he is definitely a rogue. Yeah. But the manipulating and getting back at the people had scorned you and taken everything away. I don't know. I think that kind of hit a place of fancy with me that I was like, Oh, you can be anybody you want to be even in the toughest situations. You just put your mind to it. And if you have the money for it, and if you find a fucking buttload of money in a cave underneath water, yeah, that helps too, but honestly, it's one of my favorite books of all time, and it's one of those books that is like a, one of those heavy blankets that you can put on for comfort. Like, I can just crack that book open anytime and just be happy with it.
0: Well, um... My, I'm a huge fan of vampires, if people haven't quite gathered that yet. so obviously I couldn't have guessed. Yes, yes, I I am a a, about vampires. I liked them way before they were cool. Listen,
1: when we were growing up, there was only two kinds of vampires. The ones that were dead, and the ones that were sexy, and then there was the ones that were dead sexy. And that was it. They didn't sparkle. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we're going to leave those alone. But, you know, Dracula, Bram Stoker. Oh Um, you know, it's it's a classic, but the one thing I like about it is it's not written I don't want to say it's written in such a way because it's done in um like notes and letters and like diaries yeah. and it's a bunch of people basically documenting everything, so it's not happening at the moment but they're all recalling what happened which is awesome it's a w- great way to write a book mm-hmm. and i also like because i do feel like Brom stoker maybe it's just kind of the ways that i've read it um had each one of the person's personalities in with the writings which is so tough
1: it is i mean writing coming up with characters and then writing them into a story is one thing but coming up with their certain like individual personalities setting that to like a diary or a letter or excuse me whatever that that's takes a certain skill that a lot of writers do not have
0: yeah
1: or at least anymore mm-hmm. um or, i mean i can't maybe there's so much out there yeah there's there is a lot it's, out there there's right there's so now. much I, I mean and every person i know so many people that uh, you know that follow us on twitter who are all writers who are fantastic. I couldn't even have the amount of time to get into their writing if I had a million years. There's so much um, for me, my next one. So I do apologize. The next I feel, I feel like the ones that I've picked are all really depressing. But we're also going through an
0: apocalyptic play. So it's kind of fitting.
1: It's kind of fitting. Okay. So oh, so maybe the next one should be that one. So my next one. Oh God. My next one is I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. I remember getting this book when I was in college and actually didn't get it from a professor. I got it from one of my friends. Funny thing is, is, you can only find "I Am Legend" in a collected stories. It's technically a novella, I want to yeah. say, because it's the first like quarter to half of the book, and then the rest of them are short stories. But you can only get it in that collected short stories. So it's like "I Am Legend" and other and other short stories by Richard Matheson.
0: But "I Am Legend" definitely—I mean—it is very very depressing. So if you're not in that mood, don't I will tell read you it. this.
1: Yeah, if you're not depressed, you will be. You will be. It makes you feel, he makes you feel the isolation that the first per the character is going through. You need to put a set aside, you can't be doing anything. He said, like, yeah. You need to read the book, put it down. Process your feelings and then go out and do whatever else because you won't be able to do anything. The
0: thing I like about Matheson's writing is you really get into the head of the character. Yes. So you really feel the emotions.
1: Forewarn for for those out there who go through things, don't read this if you're going through a particularly rough patch because it'll only make things worse. Because his writing is so in-depth into the psyche of his main characters, especially the one in *I Am Legend. It's going to draw you in and make you feel worse. But just because it does that doesn't mean it's not a great book. It is amazing. It's one of the original zombie books out there. I would say it probably rivals Romero's, you know, first goings of zombie zombie-isms it's I would say it's up there because it may I think it may have wait a minute so no when did Dawn of the Dead come out uh 19... night of the living dead came yeah, out in the 70s 70s I imagine came out before that because I with Vincent Price I think that was the 50s or the 60s uh was... last
0: man on earth on Earth. I
1: think was before then, and if so, then he really had cornered the market on z- zombies. You can't see this audience, but I'm making large air quotes. But it wasn't necessarily a zombie that was that uh, was being caused. Of, there were a lot of iterations of it. Like there is. Um, the Omega Man, or Charlton Heston, where they were like vampires almost. They are vampires, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Night of the Living Dead came out in 68. Okay. And Last Man on Earth.
1: I thought it was before then.
0: Um, Last Man
1: on Earth. Vincent Price was sixty-four, so a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So only a, by a only by a couple of years. But I mean,
0: out. it's I mean, it's super fitting with what happened just recently in the world. But there's a virus that is released and by
1: accident yet again. Larger quotes. Well,
0: actually, now that I think about it, it's been a while since I've read the book, so I can't quote to the book. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, um, Vincent Price's character was immune because he's bitten by a bat.
1: hmm Oh shit. And it's funny we're talking about this. Uhhuh. Huh. And Morbius is coming out, which is kinda weird too. Or Mobius, or however you said his name. That's weird. Yeah. That's
0: that is some weird coincidence there. But I'm trying to think because they were more vampire esque than, than zombie. zombie.
1: I believe they were vampires because he, he would hang like garlic mm-hmm. and all that stuff up. I believe they were like a like a weird mutated vampire.
0: Yeah. But now the actual I Am Legend movie, I refused to see it because it just looked terrible.
1: I, I was I thought because I'd seen every iteration of that. I saw Last Man on Earth. I saw Omega Man. Like I've seen all the iterations. And so I was like, oh it's an updated version. It's gotta be great. And then I was like I want to cry and not in like, I want to cry because it's so beautiful and kind of depressing. I want to cry because this movie is terrible.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of terrible movies, um, another one of my favorites by Bram Stoker is the jewel of the seven stars. Oh, which is his, um, Egyptian based monster. And there's been a couple movie adaptations of this they've all Didn't been we, terrible
1: did we watch one I thought yeah we did because another one with the ring and the yeah ha- the Aon. ring mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah because
0: <laughs> um the mummy they find was an ancient i don't think she was a queen i know she was a sorceress but i in some it's again it's been a while since i've read the book yeah i think she yeah she was a queen now that i think and about she it ring, right yeah the ring which was a ju- uh, ruby that supposedly had the um impurities in the shape of the plow which is the big dipper right um so it it plays off of you know the astrological signs and everything lines up and they can resurrect her blah 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 blah, blah. Mm. um the book is absolutely wonderfully written and definitely has um to me, it had a little bit more of a like a colloquial dialect, mm-hmm. so they use a lot of words that I didn't necessarily hear in. Is it one of those average books where you like
1: break out the encyclopedia to like or the dictionary? Well, like kind of they were they what they were saying.
0: They refer to someone as um, having aquiline features. Um, that was the big one that really stood up to me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I have no idea what, what that means. I don't even know what that means. Um, it's eagle-like, so he has more of a pronounced nose, wow. and um, you know, had more of like an eagle-like feature, which okay. was um, more of a Romanesque. A lot of the Romaner Roman emperors. I almost said Romaners. <laughs> The Roman that's emperors. it. You just, you, you yep. just made up a word. The Romaners. It's All like the, um, <laughs> the Romanoskis? <laughs> I guess. The uh Roman Emperors were a lot of times described as Aquiline features. Okay. So that was the big one that I can remember off the so top of my like head. that
1: Muppet from the Muppet show that's an eagle? I mean, have you seen a lot of the statues?
0: Yeah, that's they, true. They can be kind of Muppet-esque. They
1: can be a little Muppet-esque. Actually,
0: I would love to see a show where the Roman emperors were all Muppets.
1: I would I would pay to see that. I would. I would absolutely... I would go and see that. I haven't been to a good
0: puppet show
1: in a long time.
0: Ooh. Julius Caesar done in all puppets.
1: Oh, man. Brian Henson has to get on that. That's all I have to say about that. We endorse Julius Caesar with puppets. I I enjoy. I endorse
0: Shakespeare with puppets.
1: I endorse Shakespeare with puppets. Uh, Hell yeah.
0: Um, but... The Jewel of the Seven Stars, it it has a very strong love story to it. But again, it's one of those movies that because it has been made into films, it doesn't really translate really well. Yeah. Um, because the 90s version, which is called just Bram Stoker's The Mummy. Yes, I made you watch it. Yes, it was terrible. And that was the very first R-rated movie I ever watched.
1: Did we watch that?
0: Uh-huh. We watched so
1: many it's hard to remember them all. They actually did a sequel. Uh,
0: mm. Actually, since we're quarantined, we should, we should watch, watch them. It. Yes, we should. Because I do have the sequel here somewhere. Awesome. And I've never... We'll get back
1: to you on that, brave audience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will watch all the bad movies for you.
1: Don't worry. We'll do it for you so you you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, my next one, which... Uh, I... It's hard to pick one from this particular author because he has so many amazing stories and books. Uh, but the one that, which is funny, that most people wouldn't think I would pick uh, from him is uh, A Scanny Darkly uh, by Philip K. Dick. Now, yes, they made a movie out of it with Robert uh, Downey Jr. and Keanu Reeves and Woody Harrelson and uh, freaking uh, Wynona Writer. Uh, but the book, yet again, is a look into the psyche of. It's really about drugs, which is crazy because I'm not really into that. But it's deeper than that. Drugs. It's much deeper than that. It's. Hit all of his books are Blade Runner and uh, Man in the High Castle. They're all they they start off with a theme, but they're up to interpretation of whomever's reading it and what they're personally going through. Isn't that all literature though? Yeah, I guess so. Really, his. I mean, being he was a writer from the seventies. Thing counterculture and things that were, people were going through. Uh, Skinner Darkly was a book he wrote because his friend was a drug addict and then died. And he kind of wrote it in this weird dystopian uh, near future, which is kind of all Philip K. Dick's books, honestly. Uh, but this one was like a near, near future. Like where drugs are okay, I guess. Everybody took them. Even the cops took them. Even the cops that were investigating people taking the drugs were taking them.
0: Yeah. It sounds like Repo. Oh, yeah.
1: That's a good one, too. But yeah, it's bit, I, I thought that you watched that with me. What? Uh, Skinner Darkly. No. No? Okay, we'll put it on the list for uh movies for quarantine. Uh, but it hit me in a spot that a lot of books don't. Maybe because it's, yes, that spot. The G spot? The G spot, yes. Absolutely. Or I guess for us it'd be the P spot. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it, it hit me in a time where I was going through stuff. And I think that's what generally I what happens when I I find a good novel. Is that I'm going through something specific and it hits me in a place where that's just, just exactly what I needed. And *A Scanner Darkly was definitely what... I, and then the movie came out, and I was like, whoa. Because most of Philip K. Dick's books to movies translate real well. So, I mean, that that's my particular list that I have. I don't know if you have a couple more. Oh, I have
0: plenty more. Plenty than... more. Um, I will just say the the next one is a series for me um and i know i've talked about it before Mm. but the dresden files you were going there i am a huge fan of jim butcher's work um both the dresden files as well as the codex alera Mm. um series are both wonderful series that have deep rich mythologies and the characters really just pull you in so i highly recommend both of them and with the Dresden Files, I like
1: that it's a little bit more modern. The funny thing is about that is I didn't know that the Dresden Files were a book. I only knew that it was a show. A
0: show that really didn't do the books justice. I, like
1: I said, I had no idea that they were a mm-hmm. book series for a long time. And then I was like, somebody had mentioned that they were a book series. I was like, oh, okay yeah because all i knew was was uh freaking captain lance oh yeah um i'm
0: blanking on his name i forgot what his name yeah he, he really did a good job i i really appreciate what sci-fi did with the series mm-hmm. i thought it was good but as i said it really doesn't do the books justice um because after you get past book three it really really takes off mm-hmm. and um I just really enjoy how he blends a lot of the mythologies of the world. So, you know, you have um, not only the Greek and Roman gods, but the Norse gods,
1: um, the legends of the fae. Mm. You know what would be great is like if he and um, what's his name uh, from Good Omens? Uh, oh, uh, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman got together and wrote a book. Oh, I would, God. I uh, love it so much. It would be so, it would be like him and Terry Pratchett all over again. Ooh. A Dresden Sandman crossover. Or, or even if they came up with something like totally original. That'd be cool. Because that would be insane. Because they come from like the almost the same scrolls of like gods and they love mythology and do kind of darker tones. Yeah. They would be a great... I'm surprised they haven't put something out together.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, he just finished um, the next book. It comes out in July.
1: Oh man. They're, and that's another thing. They're both powerhouses. They, they just are. keep on putting stuff out. Yeah, I mean,
0: Neil Gaiman. Anything by Neil Gaiman I love. It was oh, introduced I to him.
1: I mean, hands down, if Neil Gaiman has it out, I'll probably read it. Yeah, um, except
0: the one I'm still not a, a huge fan of... Is, no, um, Ocean at the End of the Lane.
1: I don't know if I've read that one. It's, I, mean, I get through like,
0: like chapter five
1: that's and I just haven't finished it. Mm-hmm. Is it one of those that you have to push your way through? No, um,
0: I don't know. It just didn't capture, capture. me the way that, a, you a know, the Sandman did, own. uh Coraline did. Good
1: Omen, Good Omens. Which, that's a book. That's one I can read. Just give it to me anytime. Good omens. Pick it American up. American Gods. American Gods. Listen to it. Read it. I'm good to go. Pick it up at mm-hmm. any point. And I'm good with that. Like, yeah. So anything from him. There is North mythology by him, which I have not read.
0: It is good, but it's basically kind of retellings of the Norse myths.
1: I'm okay with that. Yeah.
0: It's it's good. Um, I will say the audiobook is narrated by um neil gaiman so um that's kind of
1: cool oh i do like that i do like
0: famous
1: people narrate mm -hmm. books i I would say i'm definitely more of a audiobook guy now than i am a open a book up and read it kind of guy
0: i still open books up and read them but i am and i I don't know i've talked about this i'm dyslexic so one of the things yeah audiobooks are wonderful for me i get more out of them because one of my problems is i'll read like a paragraph and then i'll jump back and reread that paragraph to make sure i didn't miss anything or god help me when it takes
1: you twice as long to read a book
0: i read the cimmerillions oh god by tolkien and a lot of the names
1: as you can tell i'm just gonna not off now. Okay, I'm back. R- no, actually, okay. the the
0: <laughs> books. Like, I'm currently listening to the Lord of the Rings because I've never actually read them or listened. Are you to listening
1: them. to them to fall asleep? No, they're actually
0: really good. <laughs> they're better than the movies. <laughs> I personally like the movies. You oh, hate the movies. God, we will always argue about that one. <laughs> no, um, thank you. But no, the books are really, really good um one Who of the things by? uh there's Probably a couple some, out there okay I
1: really yeah
0: that. i don't know i just i remember really enjoying it but like i'll use the cimmerillions because that was really i think i don't think it was for the last novel i read mm-hmm. but it was one of the last novels like i actually it's like seriously tried to get into it was so hard for me to read because of all the different words
1: at that point, you might as well just find, try to find the audiobook version of it. Well, back then, we didn't oh, have yeah. audiobooks. Because that was. Oh, I mean, they did that have would book, have been... They did have book by tape. I remember that.
0: Yeah, but I was in high school.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that was another thing. Like, if you wanted to get the audiobooks of things... They were more expensive than the books. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now they're just
1: you know what. I mean, I'm a huge, huge
0: fan of Audible.
1: Uh, Yeah, I got. Well, just couldn't. I can't work and listen to people talk because I want to see. I can. I want to pay attention to what they're saying and grasp, and then and try to also work. That's why music is generally my thing when I'm working. But in the next coming days, but I'll be working at home. Um, I will probably be watching a lot of like Critical Role and things like that, so I'll be in more of a relaxed way where I can listen to a book on on Audible or something. Oh, see, I mean,
0: I I listen to audiobooks when I work out. Yeah. See, I can't um, do that. I oh, I to, love doing that. I can't
1: listen to books or or podcasts when I'm working out. I has to be music. It doesn't motivate me enough.
0: I just zone out so my body does my does the workout mm-hmm. and then you know it's always funny when I burst out laughing. People um, don't I I that funny. work
1: when I was listening to, to stuff and they're like, What are you laughing at? I'm like, Oh, ah, you wouldn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't get it, don't worry.
0: Um another one another series I absolutely love and have revisited numerous times would be the Old Kingdom Abholson series by Garth Nix. Oh, i read yeah. that um i read part of sabriel okay um years ago this was junior high okay
1: um
0: and i read like the first quarter of it and I was like oh this is really good i'll have to remember because i think i needed books for like a research paper or something so i had to return the book never picked it up but it was one of those ones i thought about years later picked up the audiobook which is narrated by tim curry really Yep, the first three, um Sabriel, Lyriel, and Labholson are narrated by Tim Curry.
1: That's awesome.
0: Which if they ever made a movie or TV adaptation, I would want him to play Moggett.
1: Uh well if he's still Yeah,
0: I you know he's going unfortunately downhill. Well, not really. Yes and no.
1: Yes and no, according to his Twitter no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is still overly sassy on Twitter.
1: Yeah. Every day if you want if you're having a bad day and you want to feel great, just go to just go to his Twitter. Just look at anything he's putting out there. Yeah. It's great. Um, I would say for me, another one, if we're gonna go high fantasy, I'm gonna say um Oh, that's not the one I wanted. Uh, I would say probably the Wheel of Time series. That's a good one. I haven't really gotten into
0: the Wheel of Time series yet. Oh, it's
1: so good. I would say I would do the Wheel of Time, uh, Robert Jordan, over Tolkien any day.
0: I mean, I'm reading or I'm listening to Tolkien because it's a classic.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I've read The Hobbit, but... Now, The Hobbit was written differently yes. than The Lord
0: of the Rings. Yeah,
1: I read The Hobbit, which is probably the only Tolkien book I've actually read. But The Wheel of Time is so wonderful and high fantasy to the, its, like, up-month degree. Uh, it's up there with Tolkien, but I I prefer it more than him. I It's... Tolkien's a little dry for me. He's a little dry. He's like... He's like... Stale bread.
0: <laughs> I have so many jokes I could say right now, but I'm going to leave them alone.
1: <laughs> it's like crumbly Crumbling bread. I can't... <laughs> I can't I, say that over the air. <laughs> no. Um, but, I mean, as far as that goes... I mean, that's... As far as a series goes... That would probably be my one of my favorite series at the real time.
0: Yeah. The Wheel of Time, um, I've not really gotten into it. Um, you, if
1: you like Tolkien, you would really yeah. enjoy the Wheel of Time. Robert Jordan is amazing. Um,
0: a lot of people have recommended it to me. I just haven't picked him up yet.
1: And I'm sure you can get them on Audible. Oh I'm can. sure you can get them on Audible. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. bet you there's amazing like British narrators doing it why they got to be british because they're the best at narrating and they have fantastic accents that draw you into the story personal
0: opinion but i mean i'm not gonna argue with you on it besides
1: that i love will wheaton as my narrator
0: i've not heard anything but narrated by will Wheaton. he's got a lot out there i you know who was a wonderful narrator that kind of surprised me anne hathaway really yeah i I listened to to i listened to the wonderful wizard of oz narrated by her and it was wonderful really that's that's another series that's also really good uh completely different than the movies i kind of figure and um a lot of people don't know that there's actually a full series
1: i well you just told me and i had no idea
0: yeah there are many many different um Books included in Oz because that's why Return to Oz oh, is love. based off favorite. of um, another book. Yeah. But I really wish that someone would actually take the Oz Chronicles and another actually thing. create movies. That'd be great because an Oz universe is what mm-hmm. you're saying.
1: Oh yeah, forget the Universal Dark Universe. Give us the Ozverse. Yeah, I would like the Ozverse. I would be very okay with that.
0: Of course, that'd probably be along the lines of like Oz and Narnia and.
1: Narnia wasn't uh, mm, too bad I mean the weird religious overtones but like well I mean they tried Narnia like the first two were good and yeah. then it just got weird I did like I enjoyed the first two the yeah. first two Narnia uh, but movies but you're a,
0: we're also both huge fans of Tilda Swinton so uh,
1: yeah how could you not be yeah. that's the thing well that's my particular list at this moment of books that really kind of inspired me I could continue, but I
0: think this will become a multi-parter. I think this will become um, a multi-parter as well. But hey, head over to Twitter at O oh Midnight Roll and tell us what some of your favorite novels are. Um they can be you know fantasy, drama, Ooh, gothic horror, one of my awesome. favorite genres. Of course. Um yeah, head over there and tell us what you guys like to listen to. And also join us next Tuesday as we speak to the Kraken about saving our oceans. Ta-ta!
1: Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at omidnightroll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and momentum mori.